Hey, Wayne. Yes. I've waited hours for this. I've made myself so sick. I wish I'd stayed asleep, asleep today. today. Never thought this day would end. I never thought tonight could ever be this close to me. Uh, with that silky, silky smooth voice. Should I should I stick with the the uh, the, the typical intro for records revisited? You kind of gave a chill, uh, kind of said a chill up my back. I don't know. <laughs> I want to hear you do that again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it was a little bit creepy. I was going for a little bit creepy. I'm glad it worked. All right. So Nailed it. all right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Records Revisited. I'm your DJ, your MC, the host on the East Coast. I am Ben Montgomery and joining me is my co-host from the left coast. Here's Wayne Fugate. Hola, Benjamin. All right. So this is another one of our 45 episodes which is a very truncated version of the uh, the podcast. We do these because of Scott Cookson. Yes, just for you, Scott. Just for you, Scott, because you complain. Changing the whole format. We, because you've, you've complained to me that you just can't listen to an hour and 12-minute podcast. We understand. We understand. So we're doing the shortened version. This is what we call our 45 episode which we, uh, we, we kind of do a little bit of, a, of a, a tease of the episodes that we're going to do in the upcoming month. And we're really excited because January, I think, is going to have um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of diversity. So we're going to do uh, an episode on uh, Led Zeppelin 1. So that was my pick for, for, uh, for January. You selected... Uh, the Killers, Hot Fuss. Yeah, that uh, I think your brother Dave's going to join us for that, right? He is. The, he says that uh, Brandon Flowers is um, his spirit animal or something like that. We'll we'll let Dave talk about how Brandon is the flamingo. It's something. Uh, you know, we'll we'll let Dave talk about his man crush. I already talked about my man crushes on the last episode we did, so um, we'll let. We'll let Dave talk about uh, his man crushes. Um, and then we are going to do an, a very uh, a special episode with uh, Nicholas Villalobos of Simply Three. So they just released their fourth cover album. Um, if you're not familiar with Simply Three, they are a string trio. And he plays bass violin for, uh, for, for the, the, the trio. A lot of fun. Got to see them live last year and um, really looking forward to uh, talking about his album, going through each of the uh, the songs that uh, they selected for the album. And if you haven't checked it out yet, please go do so. There's some great stuff on there and their Bohemian Rhapsody video that they made is a lot of fun. Where did they find Sean Hill's pacer? Uh <laughs> I was wondering the same thing because that and and they did what we wanted to do with the pacer. Yeah, they, that's right. Chop the top. They <laughs> made it uh, made it a convertible. So pretty, pretty awesome stuff. Um, and the one other episode that we're going to do is the cures head on the door. Uh, that was another one of your selections. So for the rest of this episode, we are going to talk about 
The Cure. Absolutely. The Cure was just selected to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, about time. About time, uh, Cleveland. Seriously, it is about time. This was one of my biggest criticisms of the Rock Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is not a whole lot of bands from the 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 80s the early influences of alternative rock and so it's about freaking time that the cure made it into the hall um depeche mode better be right behind them that's all i can say i don't think the smiths are in the hall either are they i don't believe so it's a travesty in and of itself it, it is absolutely a travesty so so we're gonna pick a couple of our favorite favorite singles and we'll talk about them and part of the reason why i chose my particular um song was because of some of the b-sides but tell me what 45 what what was the single that you chose for this episode i chose killing an arab this is the the 1979 single out of the, in the uk uh was released i believe the following year as a single off of uh, boys don't cry in the u.s um, this is one of the early songs I've heard from them. I also, um, this was, this was the, the first time I heard it anywhere was when we got the, standing uh, on the beach. was it, did they call it, was it standing on the beach? Yeah. This, the CD version was called staring at the sea. This, uh, the cassette version, which we had was called, uh, standing on the beach. This song I did not realize at the time was the very first, uh, single from the cure. Apparently, it's one of the older songs. Uh, Robert Smith wrote it in college after reading The Stranger by absurdist philosopher and author Albert Albert Camus. Um, obviously, even at the time, uh, controversial. In fact, I another thing I did not know is that The, the Cure was originally signed to a German label called Hansa. Um, <laughs> and the Germans, obviously, <clears throat> the Germans obviously have a history with... Uh, with uh, some racial uh, problems. So they didn't want any part of this <clears throat> whatsoever. The, the one thing that they agreed to part ways with the cure, they had the cure savagely asked if they could keep the bastards, if the song could have the rights to the songs, the label said, you know what? They didn't think much of them said, go ahead. Um, travel back to UK, uh, meet a guy named Chris Perry, who just in his newly formed Friction Records and the rest is history. This song has a, uh, it starts with that, that descending bass note before it gets into that uh, real, that North Africa, you know, that kind of Moroccan feel to it. But this song gets a lot, of, obviously, uh, the controversy was heightened after the first Gulf War. Uh, once again, after the September 11 attacks, um, the band has actually even tried to, over the years, kind of combat that. You know, it's not about racism. It's this, you know, it's. This is a college kid who just read a book and he's just, he's taking the key moments in it and making his impression and making a song. 
Um, I know on the tour in 2005, they actually changed the lyrics to Kissing an Arab. And then in 2006, in a concert at Royal Albert Hall, they changed it to Killing Another. And then what I thought was clever, in 2011, he gave it a whole Melville spin and gave it, called it Killing an Ahab. <laughs> Which I, hadn't, I haven't looked that uh, version up to see if I can find it, but I, I thought the whole idea in of itself was, was clever. Um, just the three, just the, the three uh, musicians, Robert Smith on guitar and vocals, Lowell Tolhurst on drums, and Michael Dempsey on bass. And this is, I did look to make sure, but we went to the Cure in 92 on the Wish Tour, and I checked the set list. They did not play this. They, I was going to tell you, I was like, uh, you know, we didn't see this. Live. No, but I will say to to this day, one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. They played three encores. Um, they just kept coming out. They played, what, 26 songs? Um, everything we any of us. In fact, at one point, I believe Robert Smith said, we've we played almost everything you know. We're going to have to play you something new. And I don't recall what song that was at the time, but um, just a great... Uh, great experience and like i say the b-side to this was a song i didn't hear until i got uh staring at the sea because they replaced killing an arab on the cd version with the b-side 10 15 saturday night um this is the first track on three imaginary boys and it was actually released as a single of it in its own right in france He described himself as utterly morose. He was sitting at the kitchen table, uh, drinking his father's homemade beer and watching the kitchen tap drip. And like I say, that drip, drip in the drip, song. Drip, drip, yeah. Drip, drip. yeah. And they use, I, I don't know, I think they use the bass to, to, to nail that drip, 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 or the guitar. But another great song. This is the, in fact, this is the song that Chris Perry uh fell in love with and signed them based on this song alone. And that's all I have to say about Killing an Arab. Trying to look up the uh, the, the set list again for one of these songs. I got it. You got it. I got it right here on my phone. What do you want to know? I wanted to see what, what was the what was the song that, that you were talking about that was the, the new song. You don't remember him saying I that? I do, but I'm trying to remember which, which song it was. It's either A Strange Day. I think it was Day. A Strange Day. The figureheads, because I know we did it during the encore, but I'm pretty sure he did it during the third encore, because I don't even know if this is complete, because it sure seemed like he... But I remember him saying, because I just thought that was so cool, when he was just like, we played everything you know. We're going to have to play you something you never, that, that, that you know, no one's... I don't, I'd have to paraphrase it, but yeah. it was something to the effect of, we, we played everything you know, we're going to have to play some stuff we, we, we just made up. So I, How good was the forest live? Good gosh, that... Uh, the whole thing seems surreal. Almost, it's almost like a dream, or it's almost like I feel like I'm watching an episode of of a TV show. I, I just see it in front of me. It's like I I can go back to that and stand in there with you and Wendy, 
and just being just like, I just, how many times did we just look at each other and just like with these huge smiles on our face, like, I can't believe this right. is happening. Yeah. Um, it was just. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, going back to an early episode of, um, the, the t-shirts that got thrown out. Yeah. Oh, mine disintegrated. <laughs> You know, in between, no, literally, I actually looked because I have a, a bin of T-shirts downstairs and I thought, but I remember the, you know, the, the silk screen part yeah. where, uh, in between, where it will it, it'll detach from there. And it was just this, and I still even wore it still for a while after that. But the thing was literally disintegrating on my body. But I used the memory of that concert. I've turned two of my daughters into Cure fans just by retelling that story, um, they, they, I know my youngest daughter did a, did a deep dive into the cure, which made me extremely proud. Well, I was extremely proud of my now 14 year old. So the very first concert that I took him to was the cure two years ago. So, um, we drove down to Miami and, um, saw them, saw them live and I kind of got him, uh, turned on to, to the cure um, he's more of a, you know, more of a poppy guy. So, uh, he really fell in love with just like heaven. And so that's one of my favorite concert moments of me having my arm around my, my, my 12 year old kid and us singing just like heaven. So that was magical, magical moment. I mean, how many other, uh, how many other kids can say that their first concert was their the cure with their dad so maybe maybe that was more of me hoping that he would have one of those magical moments but um you know it's funny that uh you kept using the word disintegration about your uh about your um your your t your t-shirt because and i i wish it i wish i still had it uh yeah there we go so um so the 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 single that I'm choosing is uh, Love Song. And uh, this is off of their 1989 uh, album called Disintegration. this because i really love the b-sides that came off of disintegration and um the b-sides that came off of wish in fact one of my favorite all-time songs um for the cure is a b-side i love halo which was the b-side for um arguably the their worst song friday i'm in love which um you know we I think we talked off the off air how uh, Wish really gets kind of a bad rap because of that. What you can say is kind of a commercial sellout. Look, it's it's a good song. It's just you attach it to a band like The Cure, and it becomes a little bit of a 
Uh, that's really the song that everybody knows from them. Seriously, we can't, we can't, we, we, we can't associate the cure with, you know, close to me or just like heaven. You have to associate that them with Friday. I'm in love, um, which is kind of a bummer, but whatever. So love song, really great song. It's very cure-esque. It's a little bit dark. Um, it's slower tempo, but I really love the B-sides. Um, the first B-side is a song called Too Late. That was off of their, um, their just regular 45. And the 12-inch also includes the, um, the song called Fear of Ghosts. Past is told in fear of ghosts forcing me apart And the further I get from the things that I care about The less I care about how much further away I get And the further I get from the things that I care about The less I care about how much further away I get And if you have not um, checked out their B-Sides compilation, um, which I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's uh, it's like uh, Join the Dots, I think it is. Their B-Sides are better than most groups' A-Sides. I mean, it's really great. I mean, going back to what you were talking about with, you know, 1015 Saturday night, that was a B-Side. Absolutely. Great, great song. And, you know, going back to what you were saying with um, the the lineup, I'm curious on who actually is going to get inducted into the hall. Because, look, it Robert Smith, of course, has been the constant. Simon Gallup, who is the, the bass player, which so underappreciated bass player. I love Simon. I mean, I think he is one of the biggest reasons why I love this band is his, his bass riffs are just hypnotic, but I'm, I'm kind of curious because like, um, you know, uh, poor old Thompson, um, you know, he was part of that original band left to go back to school. Um, but he was part of that big heyday. So he was on head on a door through wish. And I think we saw, I think we saw Pearl <clears throat> and by the way, he goes by Pearl now. And I think he identifies himself as, as a, a woman now. I think he was, was uh, the guitarist when we saw them live in 92. I'm, that's what I'm guessing. Lol Tolhurst, who is, did most of the drumming of some of the earlier stuff. I don't think he was with the band in 92 when we saw them live i know they've had the same they've had the same drummer since like 95 it's jason cooper um so i'm really not sure who played the drums on uh the wish tour yeah i think i think you're right it was jason cooper because little little tollhurst left in what 83 and when he came back i want to say he uh yeah maybe i don't yeah i don't i don't know i don't know the whole um you know band members again really the only thing that you need to 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 remember is the constants which is uh which is robert and simon 
<clears throat> I'm excited to revisit Head on the Door. Since that was your pick, why why did you end up going with Head on the Door as opposed to, you know, maybe Disintegration or, you know, even maybe Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me? You know, it's, uh, I think In Between Days um, and Close to Me are, those songs in and of themselves are probably two of my favorite songs. I can say Wish I think was great. I think I, we said it gets a bad rap because I think people who don't know The Cure, oh, they know, oh that Friday I'm in Love song. I, I love The Cure. I love Friday I'm in Love. And uh, But that was a great album. High and uh, what was it? Uh, Elise. Uh, yeah, letter, the, letters. On the edge yeah, of the green, edge of the Elise. deep green sea. Yeah, so there's... I love, but, I, I love um, doing the unstuck. I really dig that song. And to wish impossible things. That's a great song too. Yeah. Disintegration was, it just was extremely dark. Um, Almost the whole thing. There's not, I don't, I don't know that that's the one we always joked about. You know, you can't leave a depressed kid. Right. Stay away from the razor blade. Yeah. All. And so uh, head on the door, like I say, close to me and in between days, they're not that they're still atypical cure songs there's a little bit of moodiness in them but it's it's a little more uh there's there's some some up into it too but i i think in between days and close to me uh those two songs are just at the top of the list of of my of favorite cure songs and they happen to be on the same album yeah. but they're definitely a group that they're definitely a group that there's several albums it was once again it's it's you know you just have to make a choice um, and there's no right or wrong choice, that's for sure. Well, I think there's I think there's two different camps. I think there's the 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 camp who kind of became Cure fans, you know, right on head on the door. Because I would say the people who were listening to Seventeen Seconds and Faith and you know pornography, um, I think those camps are would probably hate head on the door because it's more poppy. I mean, it's, it's still rooted in the cure sound, but there, there's definitely some, um, some poppiness to it. It was a little more accessible. I mean, that's for sure, but um, you can't, you know, you can't make everybody happy. Artists continually grow. I think a lot of people get stuck into what they originally did and they don't, they don't allow for, I mean, they started when they were what, yeah. like in college. But you gotta, I mean, you gotta expect those people to grow. Yep. Any other housekeeping things that we want to talk about right now? I don't have anything. I th- I thought it was interesting. Did it? Did I tell you that uh, I did a little bit of a, a a review of who's listening to our podcast? Oh, you did not. I'm sorry. So for the month of December, there were 13 downloads from the um, the I don't even know if I can I can I can pronounce this the Bundesrepublik Deutschland. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Matt Dillon. We're huge in the Bundesrepublik. That's that's right. <laughs> That's uh, that's what Potomatic calls that's Germany. So um, so we had thirteen downloads in Germany 
um, had two in the UK, two in Ireland, had uh, two in Argentina. So, so thank you. Wow. You've made We're us national. You have made us an international podcast. We're we're very excited about that. And um, if you are the person who has uh, been listening to us from from Germany, um, send us an email. We want to hear from you. That that would be uh, that would be fun to fun to know. And uh, maybe you can make some recommendations for us uh, for some bands from Germany. Other than Front Two Four Two, I have no idea who else would be from Germany that they would even care about well you know me i'm gonna pick nana i was just gonna say was is, is nana from germany <laughs> very much so uh we we will cover her greatest hits album it is the german version of 99 left balloons in the english version 99 red balloons i wonder did she make like a uh you know multi-language so did she do like a I version think she was actually big in germany though i don't know if she did other versions but i know she was actually big in germany like her she we wouldn't recognize any of her greatest hits but i believe she has enough hits to have a greatest hits, all right well, my, i believe well just shows what we know i mean we always thought that dexie's midnight runners was just come on eileen and yeah that's gino also gino proved us wrong so all right. Um, so we're looking forward to January. Um, again, just uh, just a reminder to please leave us a, a rating on iTunes. Um, if you have not followed us either on our Facebook page, which is Records Revisited Podcast, or um, have uh, followed us on Podomatic, which is our... our uh, podcast hosting service um please do so we want to hear from you all right wayne yes thanks for uh thanks for being a part of this it's been a, been a pleasure it's it's been uh it's it's one of my favorite things to do and so uh, i look forward to a a full year of uh revisiting records and battling. and uh, and congratulations again to the cure for uh becoming a part of the hall Absolutely. I think it's going to be an interesting uh, jam session at the end. I, I'd like to see if Stevie Nicks joins Roxy Music and The Cure for something. I'd like to see that. Do you think Tom York from Radiohead is even going to show up for this? I hope not. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. All right. Well, that was that was not a very nice comment. You're a creep. I just think, I just you're, think it's... you're a creep. I'm a weirdo. I just think it's funny that two of the bands on my I Don't Get You list are <laughs> inducted into the Hall of Fame at the same time. Yeah, that's right. Roxy Music made your list too, didn't they? Yeah. All right. Well, it should be fun. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Please go support the arts. Go to a live show. Buy a t-shirt of the band um, so that, you know, years later, your wife can throw it out in the Great Purge of 2003. <laughs> Uh, buy a record, visit a record store, and not just on Record Store Day. We are Records Revisited, and we are out. Out!